The Soccer Gambling Podcast is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Here's Brooks. Oh, he's been beaten to it by Sancho. Flicked it through his legs. Sancho's got it back from Shaw. Brooks gets it away, but gives it away. Ericsson. What a clever ball that was. What a goal that is. Well, that is quite breathtaking from Casemiro. What a finish. Brilliant acrobatics from the Brazilian. Something that he's not really known for. Smith. Oh, Solanke. Wanted to try and take it in his stride. He's done well. It's a fabulous turn. Oh, good stop from De Gea. Excellent work from Dom Solanke. You wondered if the chance had gone. But he managed to get the shot away. Christie. Here's Brooks. Good stop from De Gea. Oh, this place would go absolutely crazy if... Brooks was able to get a goal. I think looking back, I'll be a little bit disappointed because it's right at David De Gea. It's Anthony. Stopped by Kelly. Good block. Fernandez comes off Kelly and drilled by Beckhorst. Good stop from Neto. Really good save by Neto because that comes through. Zabini's legs flicks up off the surface at some pace. Fernandez! Terrific volley. Fine save from Neto. He catches it with the instep. Great purchase on the ball. Can't do any more. And pulls a brilliant save from the Bournemouth goalkeeper. Watara. Here's Keith for Watara picked out the Welshman beautifully. He's just got to pass it one side of Dan De Gea. Makes himself big, the Manchester United goalkeeper. Launched by Neto. The volley from Tanesi. What a fabulous effort that is for Marcos Tanesi. Just over the crossbar. The goalkeeper's beaten. Just a question of whether it's going to dip under the bar. You are listening to BetMUFC here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter, at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. There is a BetMUFC Twitter account as well, at BetMUFC. That's at BetMUFC. We are on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Their Twitter account is at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow me on my personal Twitter account where I tweet about all sports. That is at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. We'll be putting up some free plays on there between now and the end of the season. The pin tweet on that account is always the PL from the previous month. So that looks like that is that for the Champions League. Manchester United now just need one point from their remaining two games to see it over the line. It has been impressive how Man United have picked up back-to-back wins when they needed to. They got their head, heads down and did it. 
Bournemouth was a win that I expected to get and they did pick it on the last show. However, that can be a difficult place to go. It doesn't necessarily mean that teams are on their holiday just because they're safe when Manchester United come to town. Had it been somebody like Aston Villa or Fulham or Brighton, you could probably see Bournemouth downing tools. But because it was Manchester United and had it been Liverpool or anybody like that, you probably would have seen Bournemouth sustain their level of performance, which they did. They were fully trying in that game, which makes it an impressive result for Man United to grind that 1-0 win out and to get back-to-back wins, only needing one win going into the last two games, had Liverpool won their game against Aston Villa. But because of that result, where Liverpool drew against Aston Villa, Manchester United now just need a single point rather than a win. But I'm pretty certain we would have got over the line anyway. I'm pretty certain that we will win one of the next two games anyway. But I'm also certain that we'll see some rotation. The Marcus Rashford situation is interesting because he's had an injury. He's had a leg injury for the last couple of games where we have got over the line for Champions League football. But he is now fit and back to training. So will we test him out? Will we try him out and see how many minutes he's got in his legs and get him fully ready for the FA Cup final? Or will we not risk another injury? Or we just assume that he's going to be fine because he's back at training and not risk him until the actual FA Cup final. It'll be interesting to see how Ten Hag plays that. I think it should be a mixture of the two where we will get some minutes in his legs, possibly coming on today against Chelsea and possibly starting and coming off after 60 minutes against Fulham and then being ready for the FA Cup. That's how I think we'll play out the Marcus Rashford situation. And with the exception of... Lissandro Martinez, it looks like Manchester United should have all of their players to choose from going into that FA Cup final. And it looks like we are going to get significant rest. Unfortunately, the plan I had in my head was for Arsenal to push Manchester City a lot further towards the end of the season and not allowing them to rest their players. But what was strange was the fact that Pep Guardiola played a much stronger team yesterday against Brighton than he did against Chelsea when they were picking up the title. You would have thought with all of your own supporters there, you'd have wanted to put out a dominant performance. At least that's how we picked the lock on Sunday for the EPL show. I'm hoping that people kind of strayed away from the lock once we knew that Arsenal had already won the league because there was always the risk of that. And once the team lineup came out, there was no way that I was invested in that lock any longer. It's certainly not a lock I would have played given the team lineups and given the situation of Arsenal losing. But unfortunately, when when the show drops, there is no backtracking out of that. Unless, of course, you are all following my Twitter account. And based on the interactions that I do get on at Soccer and at LockBetting.com, I don't get the feeling that everybody is listening to what we say at the top of the show and actually following those accounts. But if we do, if we do all collectively follow, then we can get more up-to-date information for plays and leans that we do give out on the podcast. It's not just a case of subscribing to the lockbetting.com service. There is a way to also give you updated information for the podcast as well. And that's certainly something that I would have liked to have done on Sunday when we obviously knew Arsenal had already won. And also when we knew Manchester City were going to be playing a heavily rotated lineup, which, as I said, again, surprises me because in front of your home supporters, big party atmosphere, picking up the picking up the trophy, it would have been nice to smash Chelsea. But instead, you changed nine players and you played a far stronger team for Brighton. The only thing that I can think as to why they did that 
is because maybe they wanted to fill their strongest lineup one more time for a game that they found to be more testing and more of a replica to the FA Cup final against Man United. Because Chelsea, a stronger team on paper, but have been poor this season. Perhaps they felt like giving themselves one more test against Brighton. But it was very much a a friendly type of game yesterday, especially for Manchester City side. I know Brighton were pushing for it because they were still chasing the Europa League. But for Manchester City, they never really got themselves out of second or third gear, despite the fact that Haaland had a late goal um, chalked off at the end, which was quite controversially chalked off because I did think it was actually a goal. But nevertheless, um, the game was gone. Manchester City picked up a point. They seem to be wrapping people up in cotton wool, so there is no situational advantage as far as fitness and player minutes for Manchester United come the FA Cup final. So we're going to have a listen to Eric Ten Hag shortly with the Champions League pretty much all but secured. But before before we do that, let me ask you a question. Have you yet signed up for Edge Boost? If not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now Pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, it's 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match your deposit so you can use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances up to $2,500 that you can add to your bankroll. My Edrus double down play of the day will be given out at the end of the show for the game between Man United and Chelsea. Until then, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. You must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-G-A-M-B-L-E-R-GAMBLER. Eric, hi. Um, how important is it to get this point to get you over the line to get into the Champions League? Yeah. If you make that question, you already have your answer. Or... But I, in, t- in terms of the kind of... The, the targets that you set yourself at the start of the season and, and what that achievement would... would... It's, it's clear. Um, we want to win every game. And that is what we do all season. So tomorrow um, we want to do the same. And we want to win the game and play dominant football and get the job done. In terms of, in terms of your squad, and you won't tell us what you're doing for next season, but people made a connection between Anthony Martial and the fact that the striking position is not sorted at Manchester United. It doesn't seem to have worked this season. Also, his reaction to going off, the lack of goals, the lack of fitness, and feel that he is someone that you probably might look to get rid of in the summer. Is that a fair assessment? No. If you are not available, you can't score. Eh? And when he was available... Um, we play better and this, so this team is winning games um, uh, he's also scoring goals then so, but he has to be available David just a point needed for Champions League qualification uh, are you about where you thought you would be at this stage or are you ahead of the schedule that the owners perhaps set you when you became manager <laughs> first we have to to win the game tomorrow and so get the job done 
and yeah and then it's about the judgment from others if it's a good performance or a bad performance or a normal performance um, we are in a project we want to go back and to win trophies we win one trophy we want to win more trophies we want to compete with the best but yeah it's we are still in a journey and we are still um, yeah, in a journey but we think we are in the right direction uh, but it can always be better because good is not good enough yeah um, Eric, can I just check? Uh, Marcus Rashford's obviously been out first with injury and then illness. Is he now fully fit and ready to go? It looks like, but yesterday he returns in training and uh, he, he, he looks quite fit, but uh, we have to see today uh, what's the. Um, yeah, say what is the outcome from the training, how did he recover, and uh, then we will make our choices. Um, in terms of the project what is the significance to you of getting into the Champions League in terms of then making the step forward next season being able to attract players who maybe wouldn't want to come to a team that aren't in the Champions League but is the significance of it to you we want to compete with the best and then you have to be in the Champions League so simple is it as simple as that though yeah. if you want to get the best obviously you got Casemiro last, last summer but if you want to be able to do that this summer yeah. you need to be a Champions League club to do that no, we want to compete with the best and then you have to be in Champions League so then in in the Premier League you have to qualify yourself to be under the first four and that's not easy because there are many competing for it or, uh, many think they um, should be in and so yeah we are one of them Eric, lots of very strong reports from France about Manchester United and in particular your interest in Neymar. Can you comment on that? What do you think of him as a player? When we have news, we will tell you. It's unbelievable how every press conference starts with a dumb fuck question and is filled with idiotic questions where Ten Hag is just answering the most basic shit. Why is it important for you to be in a Champions League? Is it important to be in a Champions League to attract better players? Why would you even ask these questions? Anybody that's been watching football for a day knows the answer to the questions. Why is it important to be in a Champions League? Oh, I don't know, because you get a ton of money and it's the most watched football competition in the world and it helps you attract better players. And then the next guy asks, will it help you attract better players? Like, what a complete waste of time. Like, Eric Ten Hag's reaction to the questions said exactly that. What a fucking waste of time. Why am I sitting here wasting my time answering these dumb fuck questions? Which is what they were. It's unbelievable how these guys get to ask these questions over and over and over again and just consume and waste of time. And then we just put it on this show to laugh at them because that's essentially what we've done for a lot of the years. Some of the questions are valid. The Rashford situation is interesting. Obviously, everybody wants to know about that. And definitely... The last question, because I thought the normal answer to that would be Neymar is a PSG player. We won't talk about PSG players. That's the cliche answers that you would get from coaches. Something along the lines of we'll give it 110 percent or we'll take it game by game, things of that nature. But no, he actually gave a response of when there's news, you'll, you'll hear news, perhaps even teasing the fact that Neymar could be coming. Do I want Neymar at our club? No, I don't. For me... I do believe that Neymar is a serial loser and underachiever, although he has a ton of 
uh, winners' medals and accolades on his resume. The fact is that he doesn't have the ones that he wanted. He was winning things at Barcelona, being uh, in a Messi-led team, being in that um, trio up front, which everybody remembers, MSN with Messi, Suarez and Neymar. He didn't want to be in that because he wanted to be the main man. He went over to PSG to win the Ballon d'Or, never done it and was primarily overshadowed by Kylian Mbappe and now Mbappe and Messi. And as he approaches his 30s, he hasn't done a lot of the things he set out to do. He hasn't won the Ballon d'Or. He hasn't won the Champions League with PSG. And he's failed over and over again to win significant honours with Brazil. He may be on routes being the top goal scorer, but ultimately he hasn't won the World Cup, which was his main objective as a Brazil player. So for me, this is the kind of signing that I don't want at Man United. It reminds me of bringing Cristiano Ronaldo back to the club and disrupting the project and therefore disrupting the development of particular players or trying to get a a square peg into a round hole which is certainly not a situation we want to be in either. And that could either mean moving Bruno Fernandes into a deeper midfield position alongside Casemiro, getting Eriksen out of the team, and then putting Neymar into the Fernandes role and immediately making him our number 10 and expecting him to be as productive and as hardworking as Fernandes, which we know he isn't. We know PSG's problems over the years have been because the, the three players who were up top didn't want to press and didn't want to get back and they weren't able to evolve what they were doing in the league into the Champions League and the Premier League is as hard as the Champions League, if not harder. So I don't think Neymar's going to work as a number 10 for the reasons I just outlined. He's not going to work as a wide player if he plays out wide that means you have to take Anthony Anthony Santos out of the team it means you have to either take Sancho out of the team it means that you stunt the development of Ganacho. it means it may even mean less minutes for, for Rashford although I don't think it will be I think Neymar would play on the opposite side of Rashford and would also bring in a striker could we play Neymar as a false number nine I don't really want to play a false number nine so there's lots of reasons why it's a disruptive signing it's great for the the owners the current owners and it's great for marketability. In fact, it's even great for the the new owners because if the Qataris come in, that would be a big standout signing to say, hey, we mean business. We've signed Neymar. But I don't think a vast majority of the real fans would be happy about it. These other fans that go to one or two games or travel from other countries and the big Korean and Japanese and Chinese contingent that go to Manchester United from time to time and American fans, possibly that they would love it as well. I'm not trying to be insulting to specific demographics but these are new fans that have kind of filtered into Manchester United the type of fans who pick their team based on who wins the most games the type of fans who pick their team based on which player is there it's no surprise that Tottenham have the largest amount of Korean fans Korean contingent based on the fact that they have signed Hyun Ming Song there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with the fact that American American fans navigate towards Chelsea because they want to support Christian Pulisic. But the fact is, is that Pulisic hasn't done anything for Chelsea. Song has been a successful signing for Tottenham, I agree. Sometimes it does work. But for Manchester United signing Cristiano Ronaldo and bringing in all of that extra money in marketing and bringing in all of the... Ronaldo fans, not Manchester United fans, but people who will support whoever Ronaldo plays for. And there really are people that will do that. There are people that support players rather than clubs. 
that's not we not what we want again. We don't want a Neymar contingent. We don't want to shoehorn, shoehorn him in into different positions. We don't want that disruption. We don't want him having to having to give him the ball all of the time, having him play ninety minutes all of the time, having him disrupt the development of Anthony, who I think's had a good first season, no matter what anybody else says, and especially Ganacho, who's looking like he's going to be an absolute sensation if he gets the minutes, if he's developed correctly. Otherwise, we could have ourselves another Mason Greenwood situation here and obviously I'm not blaming Cristiano Ronaldo for the behaviour of Mason Greenwood and what he did but I also do believe that had Greenwood been more focused on his football he probably wouldn't be in a situation that he finds himself in at the moment. That would have been a massively frustrating situation for Greenwood and he obviously took his frustrations out in the wrong way. But as I said, not excusing that at all and not blaming Cristiano Ronaldo for that. But it did have a knock-on effect. We saw Marcus Rashford have a horrible season. We saw Sancho have a terrible first season, which he's never really recovered from. And we saw Manchester United drop to sixth in the league. And it feels like that all over again by bringing Neymar to the club. So for me... It's a firm no on Neymar. But of course, if we do support him, I'm a real Man United supporter and I'll support Neymar every single week as I support my club every single week already. So let's move on to analysing the Chelsea game. Before we do that, let me quickly tell you guys about Shady Rays and Shady May. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. And... For our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com, use SGPN for 50% off two plus pairs of polarised sunglasses and make sure to remember that May is almost over. So take your receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. Your chances are now running out, so make sure that you get involved. So we finally move on to closing out with this game between Man United and Chelsea. This should be a celebratory game for Man United as they should secure the final point that we need to get ourselves into the Champions League for sure. They are the four to six favourites just to win this game. It's 10 to three on the draw and it's 17 to four on Chelsea. Manchester United to avoid a defeat which is ultimately all they need to do to make sure that they qualify for the Champions League. That is available at 1-7, to seven, minus 700. So Man United are at 1-7, to seven, minus 700 to achieve the objective today of qualifying for the Champions League by getting a point in this game. How do I think it will play out? Well, I think Manchester United will win this game. I think Chelsea have been on the beach for a long time. We've seen games where we looked at Chelsea and thought, oh, maybe they'll make an effort here. Maybe they'll make an effort here. And it hasn't happened. They travelled to Arsenal. They laid an absolute egg there. That was a London derby for them. They travelled to Manchester City. Although they only did lose 1-0, there was an opportunity there to get something against Manchester City's second team and upset the party. They could not score a goal. And here they come into a Manchester United team who need a point to qualify for the Champions League to make sure. And I think that therefore Eric Ten Hag will put out a full lineup and look to get it done early and look to get Manchester United out in front and then to take players up, wrap them up in cotton wool and you won't see him again until the FA Cup final. And Old Trafford has also been a fortress for Man United this season. 
And I think they'll book their place by picking up a win. And that'll be available at four to six minus 150. United have won their last four at home in the league and should be too strong for Chelsea who come into this one having seven defeats in their last nine games. I also think Man United should win comfortably. They may be without Marcus Rashford at the start of the game. But United have definitely shown that they can win without Rashford. I think that they can win without Rashford. I think they can win without Casemiro. The player that's proven to be most important, I think, this season when he's missing has been Bruno Fernandes. That guy is very, very much low-key, our most significant player. A lot of supporters don't understand how significant he is. He's actually a good bet to actually get on the score sheet in this game. He's available at 52 plus 250 to score any time. And United have been a team who have shared goals out this season. Fernandes has got 11 of them. Eight of Fernandes' 11 goals this season have been scored at home. And that's where he's been putting out his strongest performances. So he comes up here against a suspect Chelsea defence. And it looks like a good opportunity for him to add to his goals. He's got six league goals so far this season. And United shouldn't need more than one goal to even win this game. This is a Chelsea side of fouls of scoring five of the last eight away from home. So if we can score a couple of goals, we take the points here. So my simple selection for this game is going to be Manchester United to get it done. Manchester United on the money line. And this is my edge boost double down play of the day. Manchester United on the money line. Don't forget... Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. To get involved, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. That's it for me. Good luck of all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.